Welcome to the podcast, Art Life Stories, with myself, Sarah Story. I have spent over a decade working in art museums in order to enrich the lives of individuals and communities. I am currently the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission based in Jackson, Mississippi. Art Life Stories is a podcast that explores the careers, contributions, discoveries, and ideas across many creative disciplines. I'll talk with leaders in a variety of creative fields to explore the unique skills needed to succeed, the rhythms of balancing work and life, and practical advice for anyone that is interested in pursuing similar paths. I hope that listeners are inspired to connect to their own creativity and learn how to engage with a variety of art forms in order to broaden their perspective and enrich their lives. You can find out more at sarahstoryartlife.com and follow along on my Instagram, sarah underscore story underscore art life. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Earl Dismu is a Mississippi sculptor who is dedicated to enhancing community life through the power of public art, all the while pursuing his passion of creating his own body of work. He graduated in 2007 from the University of Mississippi with a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree with an emphasis in sculpture. Earl is the co-founder of the Yachtness Sculpture Trail, a biennial rotating outdoor sculpture exhibition in Oxford, Mississippi. He's a recipient of the Mississippi Arts Commission 2019 Visual Arts Fellowship Grant and a member of the International Sculpture Center and Mid-South Sculpture Alliance. Examples of his work have been included in several international and national exhibitions, including Poydras Quarter Sculpture Exhibition in New Orleans, the Atlanta Beltline in Atlanta, Georgia, Scope Basel in Basel, Switzerland, and several gallery and museum shows. So excited to have Earl on the show to hear more about his career and how he balances his day job with his sculpture career. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome, Earl. Hey, thank you for having me, Sarah. Yeah, thanks for being on here. I'm excited to hear about your sculpture career and everything you have going on. Uh, you're you do so much public art, which is really neat. So it's very uh, large scale. And then I'm also interested to explore a little bit more about how you're able to balance your day job and art job so well. It's very impressive. So just so glad that you're, you're here today. Great. I'm excited to talk about it. Why don't we start by talking a little bit about um, what you're doing now? Just what your life is like, your balance of, of work and art, et cetera, family. So uh, as you mentioned, I have a day job. I work as a business analyst for a software company here in Oxford. And I've been there for about 10 plus years now. And uh, I love that place. But, um, you know, and I have four little ones uh, that they're they're at the ages now where they're constantly doing things and um i have this passion for public art and sculpture that that kind of all melt and trying to figure out how to make that all flow is difficult at times but you know i think for me the, the art itself pulls me that way i don't have to make myself go out and make work so I'm fortunate enough. Uh, my wife's very supportive. She's selfless. She's she's gives me the opportunity to go out there and work. Um, and so, you know, it, it is it is like you said, it, it's a juggling. So I guess for me, 
you know, have the nine to five and I try to leave that there at, you know, at the end of the day. And then um, I have to be real selective of what I do when I'm not uh, at work. So I, I don't, I used to watch a lot of football. I don't do that much anymore. Now I spend a good bit of time in the studio on the weekends. Um, in the very beginning, when we first uh, built the studio, so in 2016, we, we built a studio in, in the backyard and it's great because, you know, after dinner and we got the kids all settled, I can go outside and, and work and, and maybe out there till midnight some nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I have that place to get away. And, and that's, that's crucial, I think, to have that space to actually go, whether I'm in there just drawing or, or whatever it is, building, I have that space. And so, um, yeah. That's, I hope that answered that question. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, and how did you, how did you originally become interested in art? Did you always knew, know that you wanted to be an artist? So at an early age, I got exposed to art and, um, you know, we had the opportunity to, we had a gifted art program at our high school, Winona Public School, and it was ran by Jean Gutierrez. And she was really she opened our eyes up to a lot of art that we wouldn't have known being in rural Mississippi. Yeah. She took us to uh, a lot of the museums, field trips for, for, for trips like that and got to see different museums here in the state. And that really gave me a passion for wanting to do that. And so went to Ole Miss, got a degree, a BFA in sculpture and uh, loved that you know, the, the getting to mingle with other students and bounce ideas off one another. And then you graduated and, um, you know, you, you kind of lose how to connect those dots. Mm-hmm. And so I took a hiatus for a couple of years on art, you know, made stuff for myself, but didn't really pursue an art career until later. Yeah, that's awesome. So what, what uh, drew you back to, to the art I, you know, for me, um, my mother got sick in 2012. Uh, she's okay. Good headline. She's, she's great now, but she got sick with cancer and we spent, uh, a good bit of 2012 out in Houston at MD Anderson. Oh, wow. And it was a tough, dark time for me and my family. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought to myself, you know, here's one, we were out there and there's all this beautiful public art. And I was able to leave the hospital, go see that work. And that really helped me forget all my worries. And I got to view that and I fell in love with that. And so um, when I came back, um, I I really got to contemplating, you know, I better, you know, if if this is something I want to do, I'm not promised tomorrow. You know, none of us are. So I really started jumping headfirst into trying to make things happen here and uh, learn as much as I could from people who were doing it at a level I wanted to do it at. That's incredible. Wow. What a what a good life lesson too. just a good reminder. Yeah. And so is that how you got the idea to to help start the uh, Yachna sculpture, the public art trail in Oxford? 
It was. It was that and a combination of getting the go-ahead from my wife. We we used to walk Pat Lamar yeah. a good bit and, and love that place. Like, we live right down the street from there. And so we walked it a lot, and I would always tell her, you know, there needs to be public art out here. You know, we need to do this. And she's just, one day she said, would you shut up talking about it and just figure out how to do it and do it. So at that point, you know, it was, okay, I got, I got boss lady's approval. So let's start, let's start figuring this out. And then, you know, getting in touch with the aldermen, uh, talk to them about it to see if it's a possibility. And then connecting with Wayne Andrews to kind of figure out the, the, the connecting the dots to figure out how we could do this. That's awesome. So who will, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about how that, how that developed because it now it's, it's uh, how many sculptures are, are on the trail? So now, you know, it's around 20 at, at, in some years. It's, Amazing. it's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think in the beginning we started meeting, the city gave us approval to use the park. They also paid for the pads to go out there. That was when uh, Pat Patterson was there and, and he and his board helped approve that. And so then it was up to us to kind of find the artist and, and, and come up with some sort of plan of how this is going to work. And so we did that, um, met with the, the architects that, that helped design that park in the beginning, kind of worked with them to place pads there. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a part that I didn't really know about at the time and, and learned. And then, um, you know, created a um, uh, uh, praxis for this or what it was the guidelines, I guess is what I'm looking for. Yeah. The word I'm looking for is create some guidelines for that. And um, we used Durant Thompson had done that before. And so he helped, uh, helped us with kind of coming up with some of those ideas. And then it was uh, a lot of cold calling artists and looking at work and, you know, hey, I'd love to have this guy here. I'd love to have this guy here. And, you know, inviting people to it and explaining to them, hey, you know, you're in here. We would love for you to show, but there is a committee that that votes and, and picks this work. So just because we're reaching out to you doesn't mean you're in. Right. But from there, you know, it just kind of grew legs. Uh, we were able to work with at that year that that was starting. I was going through Leadership Lafayette. Mm-hmm. which is a really awesome program here that's ran by the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. And they just take young leaders out of the community and put them on community projects and kind of teach them different things about the community. So that was very helpful. And we were able to, our, our team project was coming off with a launch party for this and a big oh, ribbon. Right. Yeah. So that helped uh, get some momentum for this project and build that and got a lot of community members involved in it that might not necessarily have been involved. So, you know, from there, it's just, uh, it's been really successful. Now the um, university museum is a part of it as well. There's three pieces there. Four pieces are placed in front of the powerhouse, which is the Yacht Arts Council's uh, building. And then some over on Meek as well. So yeah, it's, it's really grown and it's, it's a great program. Yeah. Especially love the sculptures being outside of the university museum, because as someone who used to work there, 
I know the um, struggle of that museum to have an identity. It's sort of situated in Oxford, Mississippi, between the campus and the town right on the line. And so a lot of people are confused about what it is or it looks maybe like it's a little bit intimidating. You kind of have to go down a sidewalk and into an entrance to get into it. And so I feel like those sculptures have really just helped open it up. So I think that's really great. You're absolutely right. And, and honestly, uh, kudos to to all of those members that I mentioned and also uh, Melanie Mums, mm -hmm. she really worked hard on getting that happen. And that was one of her projects to make that happen, so. That's great. Very cool. So what, what would your advice be for some artists that might want to show their work as public art? What, what would you, what do you tell them? I would say network, network, network. Also, <laughs> You know, th there's there's a couple of sites you can get on. Uh, there's cafe.org, which is call for artists. They have a lot of uh, public calls. Um, there's also, um, I think it's publicartist.org. They have a lot of different options to call. Uh, so you can get on there, submit your work or ideas for that. And then, you know, research who's doing things and uh, see if they have openings. And then, um, you know, for me, it was, like I said, I found mentorship. I, uh, I made connections. I got really involved with the International Sculpture Center mm. and did a lot of conferences with them. Uh, Mac actually helped me go to some of those conferences. So thank you guys for that. That's awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, just, creating that network of people that uh, you can call on and they can call on you. Uh, it, and, and the other thing I'd say is I'm going to say probably 70% of the things that I apply for, I don't get into. So don't let that get you down either. Right. Right. Um, it's just, there's so many people applying to them and, you know, if you see an opportunity to make something happen in your community and, and you want to show something, Find out who you got to get permission from or either ask for forgiveness later. Huh? <laughs> Just trying to make things happen yourself as much as you can. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, a couple of things there. I think that's a really good point that, you know, networking is such a huge part of it and applying for grants. Like say you want to go to this sculpture conference, but you don't have the money. Well, there's grants out there. Yes, it does take a little bit of work and time asking some questions, you know, putting in the energy to it, but it can really help propel, propel your career. And I just really appreciate that you shared that because I hear artists um, ask, ask me about grants, just ask about grants all the time. They're like, oh, well, you have to fill out all this paperwork. And, and I get it. Yes, it is. It's, it's time consuming, but that's, that is a step along the way. And it's a really useful step. It is. You're absolutely right. And I think, you know, with the technology we have now, applying for those grants have gotten a lot easier. That's true. You know, you do one, you save what you've done, mm -hmm. you put it in a file, and you apply for another one, you exactly. know, and you use some of that same information. So um, I, you, can't, you can't catch any fish if you're not out fishing, right? That's right. <laughs> so true. Um, so what are you, tell us a little bit about what you're working on now. I know I just saw that you had a, um, a sculpture exhibition open up at the Mississippi State University Galleries, which is 
awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about that. We just installed that last uh, Saturday and it's up through March 11th. It's Cullis Wade uh, Depot Gallery is gorgeous. It's a beautiful space. And, um, you know, it, it's super excited to get to work with those guys over there. Um, Dixie Bowsville is one of them. She's just super excited and loves what she does and uh, just made the show just beautiful, in my opinion. Um, it's, you know, it's that work itself is, uh, it's all for the most part monotone show. It's black and white mm -hmm. um, or, you know, not a lot of color in it at all. So I really like that uh, about it. And that's work that's been, you know, that's, that's a grouping of work that I've been working on for about four years different pieces of those and it's really fun to finally see all those together it's, it, it, it's really you know not to toot my own horn but it's it's jaw-dropping to me to see it all like that and I'm excited for people to see it that's great very cool and what's going on uh you're just you're working on of course the sculpture trails still you're working on the coast now with with some some young younger kids right yeah so let me mention, so I'm not working with the sculpture trail anymore. I stepped away from there a couple of years ago, but those guys are doing a fantastic job now. Um, right now I'm working with, but, but back to the coast, I'm working with uh, Julian Rankin and the Walter Anderson Museum. And he's partnered uh, with Ingle Shipyard, a few other uh, private donors, as well as uh, the city of Pascagoula and the school system there. We're working uh, to teach vocational kids kind of, here's, here's another avenue you can go down other than just industry. You can, uh, you can create public art with some of these skills you're learning. And so that's been real fun. That's been going on for about two semesters now. Julian's leading the march on that, and I'm just grateful to get to be a part of that. Um, and my piece will get, I'll start working on building that uh, final piece that'll go in uh, at the end of this school semester. So that's oh, a lot of fun. Very cool. Uh, so what, deals, go ahead, sorry. Oh, what'd you say? As in, one of the cool things about it, all of the steel for th this project was donated by Ingalls. Shipyard. Wow. So we got to tour that place. It was a lot of fun. So that's really cool. What are um, what are you most looking forward to with your your art and sculpture? You know, I just I want to keep growing momentum. I don't really have goals for my art other than to continue to keep making. You know, I'd love to see get some more public commissions. Um, keep, you know, keep showing my work and trucking along. I think, you know, a lifelong goal would be uh, where I grew up and is uh, rural Mississippi and it's right outside the Delta, kind of in the low S blocks. It's in Winona, Mississippi. And my parents have this beautiful farm with rolling hills. And I would love to, at some point, be able to place work out there and create a, you know, <laughs> storm king of the south out there maybe so that's, that's awesome i, I love, love to do that, that. yeah really cool just yeah, again just trying to connect the dots and figure out how that works yeah that's awesome yeah there's not really anything like that in mississippi no it's not mm -hmm. that's great 
Well, anything else that's that's on your mind or advice that you want to share to folks that might be interested in uh, having an art career? No, I would just say uh, again, if there's mentorship is key. I, I think that really helped me. There's no reason you can't learn from other people's mistakes and learn from their victories as well. You don't have to stumble all the time yourself. Uh, and, and network, network. Don't be afraid to get, put yourself out there because at the end of the day, all you're going to be told is no, and you're still <laughs> right there where you were. Absolutely. It's very true. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And where can people find you on social media or website? Yeah, so I have a website. It's earldismukeart.com. Probably need to update that. Uh, and then I'm on uh, Instagram. It's uh, Earl Dismuke. And then uh, same same on uh, Facebook, Earl Dismuke. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Earl. I appreciate your time. And it's so good to have you on the podcast. Well, I really appreciate you letting me be on here. Thank you. Thank you.